Hello lovely listeners, I'm Sarah Cudmore from Homegrown Learning and today I talk about socialising our young people. It is probably the most talked about area of home educating as it is always assumed that this is what children get from school. Socialising, what does it mean? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, it states that social is to spend time when you are not working with friends or with other people in order to enjoy yourself. This kind of makes me giggle, as the assumption is that at school, they are doing that all the time. But the reality of that is actually quite different. For one, in primary schools, the kids are generally made to sit next to whoever the teacher has grouped them with, particularly for literacy or numeracy lessons. There may be some flexibility within the afternoon lessons, depending on the teacher or what they're learning. So when you are put with people, you are not working. Not being social, you are possibly feeling quite uncomfortable as these are not the people that you best connect with. My feeling is that if you're working, it's probably better to actually sit at your own desk. And when I was a head teacher, I ordered the old-fashioned desks for the oldest children at my school so they felt like they had their own independence. They didn't have to worry about getting shortchanged with a chewed pencil from the pencil pot as they could be sure that their desk contained what they needed. Each desk actually ended up having its own identity. It was one of my secret pleasures getting an insight into the world of the child and how they organised themselves. The social skill within the classroom is all about hierarchy. You do what you're told, you sit where you're told, you look at the teacher and you don't ask questions unless you're given talk time in which to discuss something with your partner. Then kids are told to go outside and play this being the opportunity to get that fresh air and be social. It's like Marmite, kids either love it or hate it. There are normally no options in terms of taking toys or books out as they get lost or broken, but they may have access to a few pieces of sports equipment, should that be their thing, or in many cases, their day to play with equipment, depending on the school timetable for uh, outdoor sports equipment. The thing to consider here is that we're all different. Some of us have that high energy and yearn for social interaction, so playtime is a favourite moment in the day, and some are the opposite and are less in need of constant people being around. In school, you would get those that would run out the door a thousand miles an hour, and those that would trickle out and linger on their own, and would really actually rather stay in the classroom. Which is why home educating is great. You can adapt what you do, the number of groups you attend or the interactions you have to suit your child. The Cambridge Dictionary also says that socialisation is the process of training people to behave in a way that others in the group think is suitable. Well, this does happen within school in terms of behaving according to the school rules and it is taught through PSHE lessons, but it is in isolation from actual events and is timetabled and out of context making it much harder for some children to relate to. It is obviously most helpful to explore behaviours when they occur, for example when children have fallen out at playtime, but that is actually hugely inconvenient for the teacher who has meticulously planned out the day and needs to get through their tick list of objectives. For some children, this is more crucial than for others, particularly if they have any social difficulties. It is something I've always felt strongly about as an ex-head teacher and it was often the most important part of the day for me. After lunch, when there'd been a fallout, it felt important that children could voice what had happened and have a middle person to listen and potentially facilitate a resolution. 
It gave me a much bigger picture of the children, their resilience and their ability to solve problems. But this is so overlooked now with such a crammed curriculum. It is much harder for the teachers by break times being overseen by ancillary staff and therefore not being able to take the break times into the classroom to be able to sort things out. I always used to hear teachers say, didn't you tell so-and-so? Then it's all sorted. Let's get on with such and such. But in reality, that lunchtime supervisor doesn't or isn't able to follow through in any detail unless it was an accident that needed reporting on, writing about, filing or a verbal or physical attack that has happened. It is known as sticking a plaster on it and moving on, not unpicking the real issue. And hence bullying is rife and often overlooked. I feel that the higher adult ratio within home educating means that children are supported through conflict as opposed to often having to find their own way. People say that children should work things out for themselves and this may have been true in the past when there was more time but now things are brushed under the carpet, suppressed and not given the attention that they need, particularly at a time when it is developmentally important. I can only talk from my experience but I feel like a great thing that I had not considered before home educating was the access to groups and activities, mainly because the children are mixed up with other children of all ages. I love this at the groups that I attend, where children are flowing between age groups, the older ones happily enjoying the opportunity to play with the younger ones, giggling and taking care of the little ones. You hardly ever see only eight-year-olds playing with each other. And this can happen in smaller primary schools where there are mixed age classes, but they are generally always grouped in their year groups and become programmed to continue to do that at break times. Just like children who go to school, many children who are home educated also attend activity groups like drama, science, sports clubs, etc., giving them opportunities to mix with different children who share a similar interest. And this forms a secondary phase of socialising where they attend groups led by someone with a set of boundaries to adhere to. I guess you could argue that it is harder for some areas where they're more remote and there's possibly less groups and activities going on. But with social media like it is, it has become increasingly more easy to find people and you see people on Facebook forming small groups for like-minded children and sharing passions such as circus skills, gaming and park meets. My eldest child was at school until he was six. He didn't socialise at school. He was taken with a lovely girl in his class who cared for him and took him everywhere with her. But it wasn't until he was about seven that he started to understand how to interact. He was the same with role play and I'm fascinated that at eight he has just started to play with his younger sister and interact in a fun, joking, free way. I really feel that if he had stayed in the system that would have been pretty uncool and he possibly wouldn't have even got the opportunity to explore interaction in the way that he has at home. He has since become more confident to join in at groups that we attend. I used to really worry about this aspect of his development, but clearly he just needed longer to get there and a safe space to be able to explore how to get there. I feel really strongly that children should not learn formally until around the age of eight, and everything they do prior to that should be based around play. I feel this would allow children to be supported socially and to have better understanding of themselves and everyone else around them celebrating in more detail how good it feels to be kind and how good it feels to say sorry when we've done something wrong or how good it feels to understand that other people find things tricky and they need supporting. I think it would allow children to be far more stable mentally and to be able to collaborate with others 
showing understanding and empathy, giving them more opportunities to solve problems as they've been given more time to explore, think for themselves and have possible facilitated support where necessary. The experiences we get from socialising help us learn about culture and survival, but these often need to be led and scaffolded in order for children to take them on board. This often being the primary phase of socialising and happens in the home around close family and friends. This is why home educating is so great. All the life experiences that they get mean they are in general far better equipped later in life. We are out and about all the time interacting with people and I can see that this has rubbed off on the children. We often get comments from people about how they didn't realise an eight-year-old would be interested in such things or how they ask such great questions. They watch and listen as I make phone calls, deal with problems or offer help to people. I'm not saying that this kind of thing doesn't happen in school, but it doesn't resemble real life in the same way. It can't when the only way it knows how to function is through a timetabled set of happenings. They're taught to thank the lunchtime supervisor, but they're not allowed to chat to them about where produce has come from or how things are cooked, as you would if you went to a cafe, purely because there's a queue that doesn't allow for this, and also it's time to get out of the hall and play. I asked some children in the home ed groups that I attend what they think of being social, some of whom have been in the system and some have never been in the system. The ones that have been in said that they love the fact that they play and they don't get interrupted so much. They had longer to play and this felt important as sometimes it takes time to get going. They also liked the downtime they got after a really hectic day, explaining that play was actually exhausting and sometimes they needed brain space from it. Those that had never been to school said that they liked seeing people and going out and about, but they also liked to have their own time too and if they went to school they wouldn't get that. One child said to me that when they were lonely, their mum searched around on Facebook for other children nearby to hang out with and they had some play dates and then went on to find other kids and made a little group. They talked about all the different ways that they socialised, not just by actually meeting people in person, but also by gaming and chatting with friends on the phone. In essence, home educating allows for more real-life experiences of being social with people from all ages, babies to grandparents. There is more time to unpick and support social situations, which is particularly helpful for children with additional needs. And teachers in general, in my opinion, do a wonderful job, but they are constrained by an overcrowded curriculum where there is no time to react to situations and limited resources to be able to unpick events with children in groups or individually. It wasn't until I took the step to home educate that I could see how much my children got from our experiences. It was my biggest concern when we considered whether to home educate or not, but it has actually turned out to be one of the most valuable reasons to home educate. Lovely listeners, thank you for being there today. Keep your questions coming in via email, hello at homegrownlearning.co.uk. Until next time, stay calm and enjoy every opportunity to connect with someone new. Thank you.